cool in here, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, it's very cool in California. Very nice in California. Would you, would you, would you like I dispense with the jokes? Four hours is too long. I want to tell you, two months is too long. But, um, I'll, I'll tell it like it is, baby. Let me say that uh, you'll be very kind to me very kind to me. The senator will be down very shortly. Well, we don't really know what the percentage is right now. There is a, sort of a jurisdictional dispute between the various uh, television stations that are covering this election. But they do agree on one thing. That California has just voted for the next president of the United States. And Senator Kennedy agrees with me on one thing, that you've been absolutely great. You really have. I, uh, we started this campaign back in March without really very much hope that we could defeat an incumbent president, without uh, knowing that we would be charged with opportunism because someone else had decided to get into the race first, someone who hadn't uh, much to lose. But. Uh, we got into that race. We didn't really have very much uh, to gain, but we thought some of the things that we felt ought to be said. And Bob Kennedy has said those things. Right. He's going to say them again and again and again until they register in all the people of this country. It's been a good campaign. I just want to say to you, to all of you, because I know how tough it's been. You've had to, uh, you've had to oppose an incumbent president, which is not easy. I know it's not easy. And secondly, you've had to say to your friends, uh, many of whom are supporting, have been supporting another candidate who was in the race earlier, which doesn't mean too much, but who, uh, who was there. You've had to say to him that uh, we're for Bob Kennedy because he stands for many of the same things that your candidate stands for. But he stands for a great deal more. He understands uh, the underprivileged of this country. He understands a great many other things. And we've, uh, we've had to say um, that he came in late. But we also believe that he's a believable, credible candidate that can win this nomination. And that's the difference in the two candidates. We have a great deal of respect for Senator McCarthy, a great deal more respect for his supporters. And we hope they will join us after this, uh, this election.
we believe that the things we stand for do not belong to any individual candidate, but are um, ideas that all of us can subscribe to. And as a consequence, we, uh, we hope Senator McCarthy and or his, his uh, supporters will join us in that uh, crusade. I know that uh, you want to hear from the senator. Senator who? Well, the senator sent me down here to find out if any of you had written in uh, Governor Reagan's name today. He wanted me to ask you whether you, uh, in 1966, when he came out here and told you not to vote for Governor Reagan, if any of you had disregarded that. Any of you, anybody here vote for Governor Reagan in 66? Well, there's the one, one, one person out there who said he voted for Governor Reagan. Two, 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 three, four, four, four people in this crowd voted for Governor Reagan in 1966. Uh, do you, do you feel very comfortable about your vote? We haven't had any word from Senator McCarthy yet, uh, as far as the concession is concerned. Let me um, take uh, just one second to introduce my wife, uh, Virginia, here, who is uh, uh, Hey, 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 hey! Oh, hold it, hold it.
can we get the, can we, get, can we get the crowd sit down here? But uh, we can't. Can you hear on any of these? Yeah. Can you hear on that? Express my uh, high regard to uh, Don Drysdale. Yeah. He pitched his uh, sixth straight shutout tonight. Yeah. And I hope that we have his good fortune in our campaign. my appreciation to a number of people. First to uh, Jess Unruh for all that he did. First getting the I express my appreciation to him for his friendship and his help during this campaign and for his uh, continued uh, perseverance and his effort and for all of those who have been associated with him. I'll always be very grateful. If you just bear with me for, for a moment, I'd like to express my appreciation to Steve Smith. Yeah! He was very uh, he was ruthless. And I just want to say how, much, how grateful I am to him, to his wife, my sister Jean, my sister Pat, my mother, and all of those other candidates. My uh, gratitude to uh, my dog Freckles, who's been alive. Franklin Roosevelt said, I don't care what they say about me, but when they start to attack my dog. <laughs> and I, it's not, I'm not doing this in the order of importance, but I also want to thank my wife, Ethel. <laughs> Patience during uh, this whole effort is uh, fantastic. <laughs> he uh, thought very early that we were going to win, so he retired. I also want to uh, thank uh, Tom and point out Tom Reese who is here with the brilliant performance. I want to uh, thank uh, a number of other people, if I may. All of those of you who worked so hard in this campaign. All of the students who worked across this uh, state. The uh, members of uh, my delegation, or our delegation, who uh, also worked so diligently and with such uh, unselfishness across the state on my behalf and on behalf of this cause that we're involved in. I want to thank uh, Cesar Chavez, who was here a little earlier. Bert Corona, who also worked with him, and all of those Mexican-Americans who were such uh, supporters of mine. And Dolores Huerta, who's an old friend of mine who has worked with the union, to thank her and tell her how much I appreciate her coming tonight. We have uh, certain obligations and responsibilities to our fellow citizens, 
which we talked about during the course of this campaign. And I want to make it clear that if I'm elected president of the United States with your help, I intend to do that. I want to also thank all my friends in the all my all my friends in the black community. made such an effort in this campaign with such a high percentage voting today I think really made a major difference for me I want to express my appreciation to them to uh, my old friend uh, if I may to Rayford Johnson who's here and to uh, Rosie Greer who said that uh, He said that he'd take care of anybody who didn't vote for him. In a kind way, because that's what we are. Smile. And I want to also, if I may, just take a moment more of my, your time to express my appreciation to Paul Schrade, who, uh, from the UAW, who uh, worked so hard, and all the other members of the labor organizations, the members of the labor union. I'm very grateful for, to him and uh, for what he's done and the effort that he's made on behalf of the working man here in the state of California. I'm very, very appreciative. I'm very grateful for the vote that I received and for all that all of you worked on behalf of us in the agricultural areas of the state, as well as in the city. I think it indicates quite clearly, as well as in the suburbs, I think it indicates quite clearly what we can do here in the United States. The vote here in the state of California, the vote in the state of South Dakota. Here is the most urban state of any of the states of our union, South Dakota, the most rural state of any of the states of our union, able to win them both, I think that we can end the divisions within the United States. What I think is, uh, what I think is quite clear is that we can work together in the last analysis. And that what has been going on within the United States over the period of the last three years, the divisions, the violence, the disenchantment with our society, the divisions whether it's between blacks and whites, between the poor and the more affluent, or between age groups or in the war in Vietnam, that we can start to work together. We are a great country, a selfish country, and a compassionate country. And I intend to make that my basis for running in over the period of because everybody must be dying from the heat. What I think all of these primaries have indicated, if I could just take a minute or two minutes more of your time. What all of these primaries have indicated, and all of the party caucuses have indicated whether they occurred in Colorado or Idaho or Iowa, wherever they occurred, it was the people in the Democratic Party and the people in the United States wanted change. And that change can come about only if the, those who are delegates in Chicago recognize the importance of what has happened here in the state of California, what has happened in South Dakota, what happened in New Hampshire, what happened across the rest of this country. The country wants to move in a different direction. We want to deal with our own problems within our own country, and we want peace in Vietnam.
I congratulate uh, Senator uh, McCarthy and the, those who have been those who have been associated with him and, and their efforts that they have uh, started in New Hampshire and carried through to this to uh, the primary here in the state of California. The fact is that all of us are involved in this great effort. And it's a great effort not on behalf of the Democratic Party, it's a great effort on behalf of the United States, on behalf of our own people, on behalf of mankind all around the world. California primary is finished. Now that these primaries are over, that we can now concentrate on having a dialogue or a debate, I hope, between the Vice President and perhaps myself on what direction we want to go in the What we're going to do in the rural areas of our country, what we're going to do for those who still suffer within the United States from hunger, what we're going to do around the rest of the globe, and whether we're going to continue the policies that have been so unsuccessful in Vietnam of American troops and American Marines carrying the major burden of that conflict. I do not want to, and I think we can move in a different direction. All of the effort that you made, and all of the people whose names I haven't mentioned, but who made all, did all of the work at the precinct level, who got out the vote, who did all of the effort, uh, brought forth all of the effort that's required. I was a campaign manager eight years ago. I know what a difference that kind of an effort and that kind of commitment made. So I thank all of you. Those of you are here. Mayor Yorty has just sent me a message that we've been here too long already. So, uh, my thanks to all of you, and now it's on to Chicago, and let's win there.
He was still alive. How many other people? Two others. A newsman from ABC and a, I think another gentleman with the Kennedy party. I don't know who it was. Do you know and who, Bobby? who did it? And Bobby. Nobody knows. And Bobby. Bobby, yeah. And how, was, how badly is he in his I have no He was laying on the ground. I got 
That's all I can say. He's been laying there for the last eight or nine. Yeah, there's a pool of blood on the ground, naturally. He's, I think he was shot in the, possibly in the head of the... Ice cube! Ice cube! Get that ice cube! Need more tape? Officer, do you know what happened? No, I don't. Sorry. I assume the people here are people who care. If you care, you are breathing in a hot room. Get out of this room. If somebody is hurt, give him the air. Get out of here. Jacket. Was he white Negro? He was. He looked like he was uh, Puerto Rican. He Latin? Latin, more or about less. About how like old Latin. would you say? I'd say he's about 25 or 26 years old. About how tall? I'd say about 5 foot 5, the most. Somewhat shorter than you are? Shorter than myself. 5 feet 5? He just ran up to... About how heavy? 135 pounds the maximum. That'd be medium or light build? Uh, light build. What about his hair and eyes? His hair, he had dark hair. Was it long? No, uh, bushy hair, and he had dark eyes. What about his clothing? Uh, clothing, a blue jacket, uh, jeans. What sort of jacket? Sports coat or a Sports work jacket? Sports coat with a, a zipper on in the front. Was it short, waistline? A waistline jacket. What about pants? Uh, pants, jeans and he was wearing tennis shoes. What color tennis shoes? Uh, blue. What color were the jeans? Jeans were uh, a dark blue. Okay, can I talk to you in private for a minute, please? Yes, sir. I'd like to get your name. They just shot at him. Yeah. Can I have your name, please? Yeah, Mor Kadar. K-A-D-A-R. First name? Gabor, G-A-B-O-R. Do you see which way he went after the shooting? Yes, he uh, started to go towards the elevator, and then they grabbed him. Oh, they do have him in custody? Yeah, they did catch him. Uh, he was apprehended by about four people, and he had the gun in his hand all the way, and then they tried to grab it from him, and they did get it. 
Do you know, do you know where he is now? Yes, the uh, LAPD took, took him away. The off-duty officers have. Yes, okay, they, uh, not off-duty, they came and they took him away. Right. Okay, thanks very much. That's to the microphone, please. He was wounded. The blood came from his hand and from his ear. I believe he was shot in the rear of the neck. I'm not sure. His blood came. It was Senator Kennedy. You definitely saw that. I know it was Senator Kennedy. I saw someone else. Who was shot? Was there Did they get the suspect? Shot? There was someone else shot. It, I did not look Dennis at Lewis the person shot because I looked to see Senator Kennedy. What did the person look like? Was it a man or a woman who shot him? I really cannot tell you. I, 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 didn't, I didn't take notice. I was looking for the senator. I'm a Catholic. Uh, Do you know how many people were shot? A little sanctimony, I guess, but I wanted Where to get it. Do you know how many people were shot? Everybody. I don't think more than two were shot. I don't know about that. They had him up on some bins, some it was, like it was a he, right? I saw curly hair, yes, and it was a male. How about the woman that was shot? I don't know about any blonde hair, black hair. Hey, I don't. I just did what I could do. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What happened then? And then I heard four shots, four or five shots. And I ran up, and right away the, the senator was lying on the ground. Take him out of the room. And there was a pool of blood, and everyone was saying, oh, my God, oh, my God. And there was another man lying on the ground, and the senator had... Take him out of the room, please. He had blood all over, all over the ground, and... And the man who shot him was caught. I, I One man in custody. How was the man? Yes. Was he carrying a handgun? Or a yes, it was a small gun. And How many he said shots did you hear firing? About four or five shots. In rapid succession? Yes. One after another. Were you able to see any flashes of gunfire? No. No. All right, thank you very much. You're pretty distraught. You better get some Well, that's it. The only eyewitness uh, available to us here thus far, and he, not a total eyewitness, coming upon this scene uh, moments after the shots were fired. His name again, Kadar, K-A-D-A-R, uh, who was just there because he wanted to shake Senator Kennedy's hand. And if I can get by here, please. Cap Hardy, uh, who was uh, active in politics here in Los Angeles, was a witness to the shooting. Can you tell us from the very beginning what happened? After Kennedy finished his speech here in the, the room, he was going out the back way through the kitchen, through the passageway, to get out into the lobby where the crowd was. And as we went out there, I was probably seven to eight feet because I'd gone back to help get Mrs. Ethel Kennedy through the crowd. And at that time, we heard the shots. And having <clears throat> long background in shooting, I knew that it was uh, shooting, and everybody started to hit the deck. It was shots not from a revolver, because there was more than five shots fired. There's at least seven that I counted. Uh, Kennedy was hit at least twice, I think, but then I 
came to the aid of Paul Schrady, who was hit right behind him. And the people did not see Mr. Schrady and were starting to step on him. And I straddled him and stayed there for the duration. And uh, he had a, a head wound that may be very serious. However, he was conscious. He was the local leader of the NFL-CIO. Uh, what North America. Uh, what um, was his condition? Was he, was he conscious? He was conscious, and he had a good pulse, but uh, he had the bullet went in here and came out with the back. Now that was not Senator Kennedy. Uh, no, Senator Kennedy's wounds, can you, can you uh, indicate no, from what he, you learned uh, the extent of his wounds? I didn't pay much attention to the senator because he was immediately taken over by some doctors and I wanted to see that Mr. Trade was taken care of because he was about six feet away and then his wife Ethel got through and they did quite a bit of talking. Now, apart from Kennedy and Trade, else Well, there's two other people, and they just carried one young fellow, and I don't remember his name, but he had a leg wound. What makes you believe that it was not a, a pistol, a revolver? Because there was more than five shots fired, and a revolver, most would have six, and there was more than six shots fired. Was there just one man doing the shooting? Did well, you see him? I did, did not see them, but I understand that they were fired. Can you describe the scene in there in the morning? Well, absolute pandemonium broke out because it was a real narrow passageway, probably four to five people abreast is all it could get through. So with the crush of newsmen and TV in back, and those who preceded Kennedy, why they turned around and everybody was trying to get in there. And it, was, uh, it seemed like an awful long time before any uh, ambulances got to the ground. Where there wasn't any stretchers available. In fact, we carried Trady out on the cable. Can you describe the size of the room, a very small? Oh, it was just a passageway. It was not a room at all. It was just a passageway between the dumbwaiters and uh, where dishes and uh, things were stored in, in the hall. Senator Kennedy was taken out on a stretcher. He was taken out first. Was there any warning whatsoever? No warning, no yells, no anything. There was no yell or anything preceded the first shot. Did Dunman say anything? Uh, did you hear any I shouts afterwards? I didn't hear any shouts afterwards. Everybody really couldn't believe it at first. They thought most people like to always think it's firecrackers, you know, celebration. And then they did, and then you heard the shouts of, my God, my God, he shot, he shot. And then, and then everything really started and really go through. Thank you. That and eyewitness to what transpired here now about 40 minutes ago. That he had been shot in the head at some point. There was another individual who jumped in front of the senator. Uh, he was either a Kennedy aide or an FBI man who seemed to be the most critically wounded. Uh, from all indications, he had been shot in the back of the head. Now, the senator at all times, until they took him away, he was conscious. Uh, the only hope that I can see is that it was a small caliber weapon, and 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 the fact that uh, he he was he was cognizant, he was uh, conscious when they took him away. As far as the other individuals concerned, I don't know about him. Uh, sir, did you see the uh, the man who did the shooting? Yes, I did. Can you describe him, please? He was a small individual in stature. He was either he was uh, a Filipino or Mexican American. He was dark skinned with black, coal black, wavy hair. Uh, definitely of the Filipino or Mexican American descent. Uh, 
the smallness of his stature would indicate that he was probably uh, of the Filipino, Hawaiian, or something uh, of this type of uh, image. George Green of New Image. Give it to me quick. What's your name? George Green. Who are you? Uh, George Green of the New Image Committee for Kennedy for President. Precisely at the time the senator was shot, I was walking through one of the side kitchen doors. The senator was coming down to greet the, the crowd. There was one individual uh, standing on top of a table. He was of uh, Filipino, Mexican-American, or that nature of descent. Are you sure he was standing on the table? He was standing on the table, and there were approximately five or six shots. The revolver that was used was a small caliber revolver. I looked, I examined the revolver very closely. Uh, Rosie Greer had it in his hand after he apprehended the assailant. Rosie Greer, Kennedy's... Ro Rosie Greer apprehended the assailant along with several others. There were five or six people who had him. Uh, Where did a small pistol, is that it? It was a small caliber revolver. Where did Senator Kennedy appear to be hit? He appeared to be hit in his side and possibly grazed in the temple here. Now, it's, it's very hard to say because when individuals are hit, they spread blood throughout the body. However, he was definitely hit more than once. Did he fall to the ground at that time? He fell to the ground. Uh, his, uh, he showed very little emotion. Uh, he was cognizant and he was uh, awake when they uh, picked him up and took him to Central Receiving Hospital. Did he say anything at all that you remember? As I, as I can remember, he, has, he said nothing. His wife came to his, uh, his side, and she spoke to him. However, I could not see whether uh, he responded one way or the other. Who were the others who were injured? Can you there was one other individual, tall individual, uh, dark blue suit. He was either an FBI man or a Kennedy aide. Uh, seems as if he was hit more critically. I'm sorry, this witness uh, clearly specific on the... Dr. Whittaker, Senator Robert George Green of the New Image not Committee. Not specific. Are you a doctor? I'm sorry. No, I'm not. Uh, you were how far? But I was Senator right there. Kennedy I was standing right was beside him. Right. Yeah, was your name again? George Green. I only saw one person. I understand that there was one individual who escaped out of an auxiliary door. I only saw one individual who was apprehended by Rosie Greer and several other people. How seriously do you think it was hurt? The, the senator was conscious when he left, when he was taken away. Uh, did you attend to him? Did you get close enough to see these? I, I was standing right over him. I went in there. I'm, I'm a doctor, and I was attending to the lady outside here. Uh, and the lady outside had a scalp wound. Yeah, I couldn't, could, it was right over here. I could not see any penetration right, uh, of the skull. But you did have a laceration. It looked like a grazing bow, but it was down to the skull. Did you see the uh, I went inside. I went inside. There was a massive confusion there. I identified myself as a doctor. Uh, when I went inside, uh, 
a doctor was attending to him, and Senator Kennedy and several other people were on the floor prone. Senator Kennedy was lucid. His eyes were open. And because of the immense crowd, then I came back out and attended to the lady who was who was outside. Doctor, what is your name? I'm Dr. Dean, Dr. Roland Dean. First name? Roland. R-O-W-L-A-N-D. R-O-L-A-N-D. Do you know who was in who Last was name? Dean. D-E-A-N. Your age, please, sir. Uh, the lady that I attended to, her name was Mrs. Evans. But Mrs. Evans, she was doing well, uh, had a good, strong pulse, and uh, was, was doing very well. Do you know who it she seemed was? to be. No, I don't. She was standing just near Kennedy, apparently. I don't know. Uh, they, Why was she, they, she was brought out here, is that right? No, she did not. Well, she came through the double doors. And when I saw her, she was just coming through the double oh, doors. She had been shot. Right. No, there, I could not. I could not see whether there was a bullet or not. Did it look like a serious wound to you, Senator Kennedy? It looked. Well, Senator Kennedy was prone. There was blood, and that's all I can say. I did. He was conscious. Right. Uh, he was. He was on his back. Do, uh, doctor, are you MD? Yes. Uh, what uh, surgeon? No, I'm a general uh, practitioner. Uh, yes, I'm with Kaiser Medical. How old are you, sir? Uh, Thirty-eight. Thank you. Uh, Dr. Dean. Yes, that's correct. There's no uh, reason to believe that uh, such security would be necessary. Inspector, uh, can you give a, a summary of what your investigation was led you to at this point? How much you know? Uh, what we have now is a suspect in custody who has been identified as the person who wielded the gun, and we have the gun. What was that? It was a small caliber pistol. Automatic? I don't have that information. Was there was a report involved? There was a report earlier that there was a second suspect. The information that I have is that there is one man involved. Now, we have not completely ruled out the possibility that there is more than one suspect. But uh, right now, we're in the process of attempting to talk to as many people as we can who saw or heard or had any information uh, that we can use so that we can try to either confirm or rule out the possibility. I would emphasize that we have no reason to believe that there was more than one person involved. How many shots were fired and how many... Uh, we don't know who the man was and uh, I personally haven't discussed anything with him and I can only assume that... Uh, Part of the reason we don't know who he was is that he didn't have any identification on him. Tell us how many shots were fired. I don't have that information. How many people were wounded? My information is that there were four wounded, and uh, that included, uh, of course, Senator Kennedy and Mr. Schrade, the uh, man from the Union, a man named Weasel, and a young man, uh, a young man named Stroll. And uh, I heard uh, by public press that there was a woman who was involved, but uh, I don't have her name. It's 20 after 2 now, Inspector. Do you have a late report on the Senator's condition? No, I don't have even an early report on the Senator's condition. Uh, that's uh, some, somewhat out of our purview. What is the next step in the investigation? The next step is uh, to find out uh, who this individual is and to uh, thoroughly interview as many witnesses as we possibly can and find out uh, if there's any information uh, in the mind of somebody that uh, we don't now have. Is there anything now that would indicate a conspiracy? 
We don't have any such information at this point. Can you identify the suspect for us, sir? I don't know who he is myself. Do you know whether Senator Kennedy planned to leave the room from the way he did leave the room? Was the man waiting there with the gun for him? I don't know that. When were you called in on the case, sir? When did the oh. LAPD first find out about it and how? Uh, well, I found out about it because I was sitting at home watching television and I came in uh, because I have a responsibility here. And uh, I was here after most of the other officers arrived. So, uh, and since, uh, since I arrived, I've been talking to the press, so I have been deprived of some of that information. Has the FBI or Secret Service been brought in on the case? I don't know that. Uh, can you tell us whether or not they are operating in the case? I, I don't know that uh, whether they are or not. The contact, I assume, has been made with the federal investigation. Uh, you must understand that as far as the investigation is concerned, uh, this is being handled by the uh, detective portion of our police department. Uh, I am not uh, involved in the detective function, and therefore I don't have that information. I, I just don't know. Thank you very much. Robert Brock. Excuse me, sir, what was your name? Rock, R-O-C-K. Robert Rock, yes. What division are you in? Patrol area number three. Thank you. Is this the exact spot where Senator Kennedy fell? Right over there. What does this mark? This was where one of the other parties that was shot was laying. Have you been able to determine where the man was located, what he was doing before the senator came by? Apparently the senator came in with the party and had walked... As he walked along, he was shaking hands with some of the kitchen help, and he proceeded on down past here, and he was shaking hands with the help as he went. Uh, he reached the point somewhere along here. He reached over, and was shaking hands, when apparently the uh, suspect walked up and reached over and fired at fa fairly close range at the center. Did anybody say they saw the man before he approached the uh, the senator and fired the shots? No, just as he just as he approached, he was observed, and then the shooting started. Did he leap into the air and fire the shot? No, the indication he reached up and uh, fired down towards the senator. From your questioning of the uh, the people that were here, did he say anything as he fired the shots or immediately after? No, as far as I know, he did not. After the shots were fired, then it was chaos. It was chaos. Many Several uh, people grabbed the suspect and disarmed him and, and uh, fell police around. How many shots were fired? It was an eight shot. Uh, uh, I don't know for sure. I believe it was in the, somewhere in the number of eight. They were doing a little repair work on the hardware here. Were they digging out some, some bullets or checking for, for spent slugs for any pound? Uh, I can't say at this time. There were four accounted for, I understand, with the people that were hit. Is that right? Or that I don't know. What did the shot sound like? Now, this was a 22 caliber uh, gun. Was it well, just like firecrackers? Or? Different witnesses uh, said different things. Some said it sounded like a small firecracker, yes. Sergeant McCarthy, did you say that the man came from underneath one of these uh, 
standing? No, he came from, uh, apparently there were some other people standing over here, and he came from the crowd over this way. Would you describe the man possibly as somebody who uh, who wouldn't look out of place if he were working back in the kitchen area? Uh, I don't know, because I haven't, uh, I didn't see the man. Well, no, how did the people describe him that you talked to? Uh, about the same as the description that the others have given, I think has been described on the news media already. About 5'9", swarthy, about 25 years old. No one heard him say anything. That's right. Nothing. You say you're checking the possibility that he did work here earlier. Uh, have you talked to any of the uh, workers who are now employed? And, uh, well, the indication what have you is that he didn't work here. be any reason to believe that he knew the senator would be taking this route? No, there's no indication why he was waiting here. Okay. No. Did he come in this way, you know? We don't know. Are you convinced there was only one man? Uh, I don't know. I can't say, because I've just been conducting this part of the investigation here at the crime scene, and I don't know what has happened at uh, some of the other aspects of the case. Is it uncommon that the Los Angeles Police Department... Uh, does not provide security unless requested uh, for such an occasion as an election like uh, last night? I don't think I'm in a position to make the state. I don't know. That's uh, You'd have to talk to Inspector Rock or someone from our uh, press relations. After the man fired the shots, then what happened? What actually did happen? Who grabbed him first? Who had him uh, when he was uh, handed over to the police department? It's, it's my understanding that uh, Rayford Johnson and uh, uh, some other... Uh, that's what I understand. And uh, some of the hotel help uh, also reached in and grabbed, and there was kind of a wrestling match here until they subdued him. But actually, at that time, there were no more shells in the gun, right? Uh, apparently not. I think all the shots were fired. Was the man injured at all, you know? Then that I don't know. How was the assassin taken out? was he taken out? I don't know that either. We have a report that the... Uh, Gunman fired his shot by extending his arm around the waist of uh, one of the maitre d's or assisted maitre d's. Is that a, a true report? Can you confirm that? No, I can't. One of the maitre d's I know was one of the ones who grabbed a hold of the suspect after the shooting uh, started. Did the assassin say anything? As far as I know, no. Did you see the gun, sir? No, I did not. Thank you very much.
but it ain't about how hard you get. It's about how hard you get and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Yes, we can. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad to prove to everyone what Public Access America. Yes, we can. On SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and now Facebook. Public Access Public America. Access America. History, in the history, history in the making. 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 History in history the making. In the making. Looking for your next favorite podcast? Stop searching and let Potable do the work for you. Potable is the only podcast listening platform that uses artificial intelligence to recommend podcasts tailored to you. Import your favorites automatically and instantly discover a world of countless options. Visit potable.co or download the app in the App Store to access a world of discovery. That's Potable. P-O-D-I-B-L-E. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.